Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Relure Tech Podcast. I am your host, Dan Cavallari, and I am sitting in my truck uh, on a back road, a country road, a dirt road here in uh, Kansas. I am just outside of Emporia, Kansas, uh, and I just watched the lead group of Unbound Gravel roll on by uh, just a few minutes ago, and there's still racers uh, rolling by just outside my truck here, but uh, I, I scooted down the road a little bit to get off the course, and I'm overlooking perhaps the most pastoral scene I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's gorgeous here. It's lush green. It's a country road. It's quiet. The sky is big and blue. Uh, it's it's perfect, uh, and I am fortunate because I'm not the guy riding 200 miles today. <laughs> Everybody else is out there doing that, uh, and in preparation for that, I've spent the last few days here in Kansas and Emporia meeting up with some uh, some friends. And one of the good friends of mine that uh, I was fortunate enough to, to go hang out with is uh, one of the former champions of this race, Allison Tetrick. And the funny thing about Emporia is it's a very small town. It's sort of in the middle of nowhere. And so there's not a lot of hotels. And so most pros and media and basically everybody who comes here to race this race, uh, they rent Airbnbs, they drive their trailers, they camp in their vans. So it's a really unique experience. So uh, when I met up with Allison, we actually met up in the garage of her uh, Airbnb while uh, (laughs) chaos ensued around us. Uh, And I wanted to talk to Allison about her gear choices uh, because she's, she's won this race before. She's been second place. She's been third place. She's always in contention. Uh, so I wanted to get a sense of what she has learned over the years about what gear you need to uh, be successful at gravel racing. So in my ever clever uh, brain of mine, I came up with tech tricks with Tetric. <laughs> yes, I came up with that all by myself. So let's uh, let's dive in, uh, and I'm going to cut in and out here because... As I said, we were we were recording in Allison's garage, and so it was a lot of chaos around us. Bikes were being prepped, uh, race strategies were being hatched, and right in the middle of this podcast of ours, uh, we were joined by some very special guests, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, let's start with Allison's rundown of her gear, starting with her uh, specialized Diverge uh, bike with a really cool paint job this year. So let's let's hop over and hear what Allison had to say about that. I'll be riding the Specialized Diverge. 
Um, uh, we actually have a new bike, but it's the, it's a Diverge, uh, Specialized Diverge. And what I love about this bike that really helps me for a race this long, it has the Future Shock 2.0. Yeah. So offers a little bit of travel, mm -hmm. and it's a shock that's in the head tube, yeah. basically, and it's the same one that's in the um, Roubaix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just like you can dial it, you can lock cool. it out yeah. and have stiff, or yeah. you can just get a little like 20 millimeters of travel, yeah. Yeah. which is just really nice. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's important because smoother is faster. And as the day gets long and you're yeah. just constantly like getting just yeah. drilled by the Flint Hill, <laughs> like the Flint Hills, like you, a little bit of like shock yeah. is really nice. Yeah. Um, and then also another important part of it is the tire clearance. So, um, I can ride if I'm doing a beefier gravel race, that's borderline mountain biking. You can yeah. put basically mountain bike tires on yeah. it, yeah. Uh, huge tire clearance, um, bottom brackets high. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're not clipping your pedals as much yeah. and the, the rake, like the fork rake is just like really kind of nice and subtle. So for steering yeah. for, to compensate for this, like big tires, right. you got the shock. Uh, it's just a super comfy, yeah. comfy bike. So Allison went on to tell me, uh, really more specifics about the unbound course, which is really rough. Uh, I'm looking at some of the gravel that they're riding on all day and there's a lot of sharp rocks here. Uh, it's pretty rugged. It's not, you know, there's definitely sections of smooth stuff, but there's a lot of chunky stuff too. And so tire choice becomes pretty key here. And Allison talked a little bit about uh, her specialized pathfinders that she's running, uh, as well as a little uh, dive into what she runs for tire pressure, why she chose that pressure, what's the advantage of that. And, you know, gravel is sort of obsessive about tire choice and, and Allison's no different here. So let's hear what she has to say about her tire choice and some of the things that she's going to do to make sure that she can avoid punctures uh, and get some good ride quality out of her tires. You think like there's some really fast sections, you know, yeah. where you, you, the gravel doesn't look intimidating. It's just constantly grinding on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's flint. Yeah. So, you know, you make you make weapons out yeah. of flint rock, right? <laughs> right, right? You can start fires with it. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like you need a really good tough sidewall on your tires. Mm -hmm. um, and then you need just, it gets chunky in some sections. They call them like low maintenance roads or sure, whatever, right? sure. you know, the acronym, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so some of it's real chunky. It's all rideable. It's yeah. just, it wears on you. But sure. then by the end of the day, like everyone's like, oh, so you locked out your shock? And I'm like, no, like, yeah. I just like leave it open all day yeah. though. I just, yeah. all the comfort, the better. Sure. Um, you know, your back hurts a little less, your yeah. hands aren't numb, you know. So right. there's nothing like gnarly, gnarly on it. It's mm -hmm. just some seat pitches. I think I've walked, I think I've walked one section every year, just like real steep, rocky climb and you're kind of tired. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's not even much faster or slower. Right, right, so right. It's just, just one of those like just daily. Just something different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a second. Yeah. So I joke about it. Um, I don't want to know my tire pressure. Okay. So luckily my partner is wonderful right. and takes great care of me with yeah. all the snacks yeah. and treats and the aid station and yeah. my bike ready. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you, I'm going to run 42 millimeter Pathfinders. Okay. So what's interesting about the Pathfinders, it still has that really good tough sidewall. Mm -hmm. And then in the center, it, and, and knobbies, yeah. but then in the center is like a smooth tread. Sure. So Colin Strickland won on Pathfinders in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, they're strong enough to take the course, yeah. but they also like the rolling resistance is like minimal. Yeah, like right. they're really fast tires, mm -hmm. yet not compromising the yeah. integrity of the tire to tackle that. Um, yeah. There's a lot of luck involved um, out there. It, I mean, you can flat. I mean, it just you don't even know. Like, there's a lot of farming and you know stuff like that. And then tire pressure. 
I, I do joke I don't know, but I did ask Blaze the other day, and um, I think it's about 39, 40, okay. you know, a little less tire pressure up front mm -hmm. uh, to the back. Uh, I just don't want to know because it stresses me out. Sure, sure. Like, I just... That's like, funny. give it your blessing, like, sprinkle the water, yeah, right. <laughs> um, whiskey, whatever, on right. the bike. Just tell me it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. But coming from a road background, mm -hmm. it was really hard for me to have that Let low of tire pressure. Yeah. So when I won, uh, Craig, who you just met, but he's here, and, and he did my tire pressure. Okay. And um, I'm like, I thought I ran. I told all the news articles, I, like, I was running 50, 55, <laughs> 60. And he's like, 30. 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But like in my head, coming from a road background where I'm yeah. like, I like 88. Yeah. 88 and 90. Right. That's what I want. Like right. 88 90. If it's not 88 90, I'm melting down. Right. You know? Yeah. But so the thing about gravel, like it, as you said, like it lowers life pressure and mm -hmm. lower your tire pressure. Yeah. Like just lower your tire pressure. Yeah, yeah. But for me still, you kind of go, yeah. am I getting a flat tire? Like right, it's right. so squishy. But yeah. people are getting used to lowering their tire pressure now. Totally. But that's my biggest like yeah. tip though is the lower the better in, in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you run inserts or anything like that just in case? No. No, I don't. Um, I use orange seal. Mm -hmm. So obviously tubeless. tubeless. I don't even know if that's a question anymore. People are still running tubes, strangely enough. <laughs> I run tubeless on everything. Yeah. Um, um, and also, I, I, for roadies listening, I think it's good intel. Like, this is outside of Unbound, but um, I'm learning when you flat it, like, or you get a puncture when yeah. you're riding road tubeless, because mm -hmm. I ride tubeless setup, about 30 millimeter tires like right. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I used to race on like... 23s. Yeah, yeah. 23s. <laughs> I wanted to be real fast. Yeah. And then as my racing career went further, I realized how much faster I was at Flanders in these races with wider tires. Right. Right. And so uh, my Spanish mechanic used to be like, giving me 28s, yeah, 30s, because yeah. he just, I was more comfortable and I sure. was actually better, yeah. like if I could be more comfortable. Um, but it, you need to let the sealant, like you need to let the tire pressure go down a little bit right. on the road, even running tubeless, because mm -hmm. then it'll seal. Yes. And like our immediate reaction is like, I have a flat. Yeah. It's not sealing. So right. you stop and everyone's right. like, why are you running tubeless? I'm like, no, you just got to keep riding just yeah. a little bit. Unless it's like a catastrophic, loses all tire pressure. Right. right. Then you need to stop it, right. right? Like you hit a, I don't know, a screw or something, right? right? right. Like and something that's not going to seal up. Yeah. Yeah. But what I've learned is to kind of let go of that control mm -hmm. and let the sealant do its job. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're running 40 psi by the time it seals on your right. road bike, but right. it will seal, it and seals. then you can put yeah. some CO2 in it. Yeah. Because and basically what's happening is there's it's evaporation as the air pushes out through the hole, the the fluid evaporates and that leaves the the latex and that's mm -hmm. what seals it. Yeah. Uh, so you got to let it like it's yes. like let go of that control of like it's super counterintuitive. Immediately yeah. stopping because we're used to immediately stopping. Right. So um, Jeff Kabush actually taught me for this event, mm -hmm. um, unless you like immediately flat, just try to ride it. Like yeah. try to ride it, try to ride it. And then um, you carry a, I have a CO2 in my back pocket, okay. like immediately available with the head on. Yeah, yeah. So I just like, you can just reach down and pump yeah, it. Yeah. pump it real quick. And then you might not miss your group you're yeah. in. That's, that's actually really a, a good recommendation. I have asked. a multi-tool, like, I mean, we love saddlebags, don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. My saddlebag is completely, like, stocked with everything, sure, too, but sure. I just, I mean, if you're racing, yeah. which apparently that's what we're doing now. I think so. I've heard. I don't yeah. know. Rumors. Uh, so, yeah, but, like, if you have that, like, I have, um, you know, any sort of plugging system, mm -hmm. you know, right here, yeah, yeah. and then, in like, it's, like, where your food goes, because right. I have the Camelback Chase Vest on, which we'll touch on in a bit, but... Yep. Um, I just have it immediately to like push some air in after it's sealed. Yeah, yeah. And just to not panic, like no panic, no panic. Right, right, <laughs> right. And coming from the roadside, I mean, I assume in a race you would just stop and wait for the team car, right? Yeah. And now it's like all you and having to do this stuff. Did you know this stuff beforehand or did you have to learn a lot of it? <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to learn. Um, yeah. it's, it's just, 
it's really not, like, it's not rocket science, right? Yeah, it's just right. bikes. Right. So we've talked about this before, but yeah, I have a flask in my middle pocket yeah. and I've got, yeah. you know, like, then I also have the CO2, you yeah. know, because also yeah. if my tire just completely rolls off yeah. and like I hit like the war, like, I don't know, yeah. some sort of flying monkeys hit me right. out there in the Flint Hills. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm also need to remember I'm just riding my bike and yeah. it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. And then, but also just being prepared to be as quick as possible. Sure. So it's just learning how to use it. And I'm still like scared to use those like tire plugs, like yeah. the tubeless seat, like, oh, I, it's I'm a, like, just, you, you know, know, you got to stab those yeah, in. Yeah. And I, like I, I try to practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still am like terrified yeah, of it. Yeah. But you, I mean, you can do it. It's, it's just, you get adrenaline too. Yeah, because I mean, that stuff does work. Those plugs were great. I mean, yeah. it's just that first time when you're like, I'm going to stab my tire. This is not going to go well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Like, yeah, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. Like, your brain does not wrap around yeah, yeah. that. We pretty much could have spent the entire podcast episode talking about tires and tire pressure as is the gravel way. It seems to be an obsession in the gravel community. But we did move on to Allison's other gear. We're going to check in on that in just a moment. But first, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Why, hello there. Podcast interruption alert. But I will only take a few short moments to say that if you're enjoying this podcast, you will love the regular magazine. So if you're not a reader already, then you can subscribe at ruler.cc for as little as £6 per month. If you don't speak Northern Irish, that's six times 100 pennies. And for the price of a few coffees, you get regular columns from the wonderful Ned Bolting, myself, Orla Shinaway, and some of the very finest independent cycling journalism there is, all wrapped up in a wondrously beautiful publication. Go to ruler.cc. I'll leave you to it. So my name is Oren Peleg and I'm an investor in Lekka. Three things that really caught my eye. The first one is, is they're looking to change the insurance industry, which is a very large industry and I think needs change. The second thing is, is I'm deeply passionate about getting people on two wheel. We need to address our congestion and pollution crisis, and I believe that two wheels have a massive role to play in that. And the third thing is, I can see a growing trend around companies building on the strong communities that they have. And I think Lacquer's business model in the way they tap into the community of cyclists is something that's very much on trend at the moment. Welcome back to the Relure Tech Podcast. I am Dan Cavallari, and I am here in the windy plains of Kansas. And as I sit here and enjoy the pastoral scenery, Allison Tetrick is out on course as we speak, contending for the 200-mile crown. I just saw her go by probably at this point by about a half hour ago. She went past this point, uh, and the day is only going to get hotter. It's going to be a long ride for all the riders. But diving back into Allison's gear choice for today... Uh, we, we could talk about tires and tire pressure all day long, but obviously there's other gear choices to contend with. Uh, so I'm just going to let Allison uh, give her rundown, and then in, in a few minutes you'll you'll ha- hear all about the uh, special guests that uh, unexpectedly popped by the garage while we were recording. But first, uh, back to Allison, and she talks about her uh, Reval Terra wheels and the rest of her gear choices, including the Camelback Chase vest and all the things that she brings with her, including... Uh, what we can call the mental health flask. You'll hear all about that in just a moment. Here's back to Allison talking about her Reval wheels. 
Uh, the Terra. The Terra. Yes. Yeah. So nice, really wide carbon yeah. wheels. Um, they offer great compliance. Uh, once again, smoother is faster. Yeah, so yeah. anything we can do, wider tires, yeah. good wheels that yeah. can really absorb that. Um, mm -hmm. And they're tough. Yeah. Because you don't want to be breaking like a spoke out there. Right. I mean, it's crazy what happens on this course. Would that would that be catastrophic? I mean, I mean, if you get a huge like sidewall tear, yeah. or, like um, in 2019, I flatted three times, oh, and it's <laughs> and they were all three different flats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like one was just on like a stake, like a farm. Like just freaking something hanging out on the trail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah, Craig saw it and he was like, well, it flies up and it just goes into my wheel. And you're yeah. like, are you oh, not swear we're <laughs> kidding me? Like, like, how did I just hit a stake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so like that was, it wasn't catastrophic though. Like I right. still got second. Oh, and nice. I mean, yeah. three, three flats and I'm just on the side of the road watching people pass me. Yeah, and right, like, cool. Right. Have a good race. <laughs> uh, that would be my cue to just be like, I guess there's a beer back here. I'll just sit back. Yeah, and that's where the flask comes in. Because yeah. I think if you, if you're putting a two, Tube in, mm -hmm. yeah. You you can still have a great day. That's right. that's the point. We want to have a great day because we're riding bikes right. all day. It's amazing. Yeah. But if you're putting a tube in, it's it's going to be a long day. It hasn't gone your way. <laughs> no. And you know, I've passed world class riders. You yeah. know, putting tubes in. It's not their fault. It's not their equipment's fault. Yeah. There's a lot of luck right. too. Right. Um. These these rocks are like just strangely aggressive. Yeah. 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 I didn't know what that meant until you yeah. meet them, and you're yeah. like. You're, oh. you're mean. Yeah. yeah, they are. Like it's like, but the gravel's sublime. It's yeah. like it's a great gravel. It's mm -hmm. just, it's like the it's, purest gravel like there yeah. is. It's, it's just sharp, sharp, <laughs> yeah. sharp AF. Yeah, yeah. What do you um, what do you do uh, for touch points? Because I know you've done a lot of research with, or you've been very heavily involved anyway with specialized developing saddles. Uh, what saddle are you running for the race this weekend? Ooh. My favorite right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I work with specialized in product development. Um, we launched the uh, Mimic technology, right. which was amazing, and we have kept like pushing that envelope on saddle comfort mm -hmm. and soft tissue because we all have soft tissue down right. there. Yes. Ouch. Um, so I I'm kind of into this like uh, mirror, the mirror yeah. saddle. So I'm riding the 155. Nice. So yeah. yes, don't. Don't call me wise. <laughs> um, I'm riding the 155 uh, yeah. Power uh, Mirror Saddle. Mm -hmm. um, they're hard to get by. Like, everything's hard to get these oh, yeah. days in the bike industry. Yeah. Um, but it's like clouds. It does the same thing that um, takes our same concept of the Mimic technology, where instead of having a cutout, it still has like nice cushy fabric. Yeah, like a channel <clears throat> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just soft. Yeah. Um, and it is amazing. So it's a 3D printed saddle. Yeah. Um, and. You know, there's a lot of future in this mm -hmm. as we keep doing research. Yeah. Uh, we got some fun things coming down the line that you might, you may or may not know about, but I can't I don't, embargo. I I embar everything's embargo. Yeah. This conversation's embargo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually do ride that saddle. I love that saddle. Uh, it, you could I, probably sell that on eBay for like a thousand bucks right now. <laughs> Excuse me, I have, to, I have to go to eBay for a moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was riding with Ian Boswell yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, he gets on it and he's like, I'm just taking this. Yeah, he's like, uh, like actually, our bike fits are really similar, which is yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, and he rides a 58, and I ride a 56. Yeah. And uh, but a reach and saddle height are about the same. About the he's same. like, I think I could ride a 56. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah probably yeah, could. Like that's comfort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's still learning things because he's still coming over from the roadie side. You know, yeah. he's got a lot to learn. Um, no, but the mirror saddle is really cool. I love that saddle. Uh, I have it on my road bike, and uh, you Give know, the, the power one. The, yeah, the the mirror mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the power mirror, and it's. Uh, I wrote a review of it. You can find it. I, you know, just Google. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, it's fantastic. How wide are your hips? Uh, it's, it's wide going on. Yeah. What? 
155? Yeah, no, I, I think I'm 145. 143? Yeah, 143, yeah. I'm not, I guess I'm not that wide. Yeah. Actually, we should have t-shirts like, I guess I'm not that wide. You know? Low simmer of fitness. Yeah, yeah, low simmer of fitness, I like that. Um, all right, so <laughs> I, we gotta, I'm like Googling, I gotta Google t-shirts now. So aside from the bike, uh, you know, you, a lot of gravel focuses on sort of the accessories and the, mm -hmm. the accoutrements, the bags. And uh, what do you do? You first of all, do you run any bags on your frame or anything like that? I will. I actually for for you to photo it, I should probably put it on. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I, I do a little little like snack pack. Yeah. Which is like it's like a bento box. Yeah, yeah. But you know, design. It's like a little. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a little frame. Yeah. Or I guess top two bag. Yeah. Um, I find it your pockets are a little less crowded. You got to sure. have a lot of snacks because yeah. uh, you're. I mean, now there's only two aid stations at Unbound, yeah. so you're not seeing your aid for four-ish hours at a time. Yeah. Um, and your pockets get full. And like I said, I have like my bike fixing stuff and like easy access. So yeah. I don't want all my pockets full of food. Yeah. I got my Camelback Chase Vest where I have my sacks here. So on the bike, I do a Lazine uh, top two bag. Okay. Just easy access food. Kind yeah. Of thing. It's so funny because yeah. roadies make fun of that because it's such a triathlon thing. Really and is. now it's like the cool thing in gravel to yeah. have all your little like donut holes yeah, and yeah. like stuff. Gravel yeah. has made a lot of things cool that were not previously cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <know>. me. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't cool. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. Um, yeah, I love the handlebar bag yeah. um, for a race. Yeah. It, to me, I just can't get in and out of yeah. the burrito bags is what I call them. Right, and right. I just can't get in. Yeah, so the, the top two, unfortunately, we're not, that's where I'm not cool is yeah. I'm like trying to still be fast. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I need my snacks yeah, like yeah. more accessible. What do you do for nutrition? What's, what's your, uh, what's your go-tos? So also... Gravel is um, opposite of our road background, um, where road racing, you know, like you have your neutral rollout, which is never neutral if you're racing in Belgium or right. anywhere. <laughs> you know, everyone's like jockeying for position, yeah. and then you know, then you like it's it's kind of hard, and then the brake goes, mm -hmm. and then you like sit and have your snacks. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to like get ready for the finish. Right. Gravel like take that and like flip it and reverse it. No, oh, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little Missy Elliott there. Yeah. Um, that was good. That was really smooth. And uh, so you have to front load a little bit because yeah. um, it, it still blows my mind, but this is just me. I'm, I am like a, metro, like a metronome. Mm -hmm. Metronome. You got it. Um, Nailed it. <laughs> I'm a metronome. So I, I, like, I, like I feel every surge. Like yeah. I am such a diesel. So I'm like, but you start unbound, which is mm -hmm. 206 miles. Right. And everyone starts and they are world champions. Full gas. Yeah. They're going so hard. Yeah. And I'm looking at these guys going, <laughs> I'm going to be showered with four beers yeah, yeah. and you're going to still be out there, but why right. are you putting me in the gutter? This right. is so hard. This, this early, yeah. yeah. So they go, so you have to though race the first part because you get free speed yeah. and you have to front load a bit. Right. So I actually, it's a reverse of road racing where road racing, you start having your like paninis and your snacks yeah. and then you switch to like just gels, gels. to sprint or yeah. finish hard. And gravel's the opposite. We start like we're racing a criterium. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> still, I would, I, I plead people to yeah. not do that. But Settle down, people. <laughs> but yes. you've seen it. Yeah. It's full gas when yeah. you start. And yeah. you're like, it's going to be a long day out mm -hmm. here. So I start eating, actually, I start the event doing more like race food. So yeah. I'm like a gel an hour and electrolyte. So I actually put electrolyte in my Camelback Chase Vest. Mm -hmm. And then I um, 
I was, I was talking to Ian about this too, because you, you could lose a bottle too. So you don't yeah. want to put all your nutrition in your bottles right, in case right. you lose a bottle. Like your bottle cages are great. Your yeah. bottles are great. Yeah. It's just freaking life happens yeah, out there. Right, right. And you don't want to like watch like your 250 calories just go launching. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have also calories in my Camelback and yeah. I try to do about 250 to 300 calories an hour. Okay. Um, my stomach can only handle about 250 sure. to 300. So it's not all that much really. No, I just, yeah. but then but like I get the, kind of bloaty and, yeah, yeah, I get a little bloaty Yeah. and I, I still always will like yeah. about hour six when my quads start hitting my right. stomach. I'm like, yeah. I didn't, I know I just didn't gain weight right. out yeah. here. <laughs> like, this is bad, but it's nothing with the nutrition. It's just a matter of absorption and enough hydration. Right. So, right. um, like a rule of thumb I always give is at least one bottle an hour, mm -hmm. at least, at least a bottle an hour. Um, and that's, you also, I'm carrying 1.5 liters of fluid on my back right. um, and then two bottles and then 250 calories. So if you can slip some calories in your bottle right. or your, you know, hydration pack um, and then uh, gel, yeah. gel or chews, like whatever. Um, also, the starts are really stressful. So mm. that's where the hydration pack comes in to play because right. like you don't want to like you're starting at six in the morning it's dark people have like little lights on and there's like dirt and dust yeah. and you're starting with a thousand people right right so like i just like it's easier to also drink out of there yeah. and so it's like yeah. drink and eat early and often mm -hmm. and 250 calories an hour and then once you get past four or five hour mark um that's when it kind of you're by yourself, you're in like little small groups. Yeah, yeah. And that's where like my body starts going, all right, now I'm ready to have like a bar yeah, or like sure. a stroop waffle, mm -hmm. you know, and that's where I start eating a little more real food yeah. and some gels. Mm -hmm. So, but you want to front load it from eating and drinking early and often. Oh, we're getting some gravel royalty coming in. Oh, man. You know what? I always want to steal Allie's thunder. She's always on camera, not me. <laughs> the dulcet tones you're hearing there is... Uh, another former Unbound champion, Yuri Hoswald, and he swung by with uh, Ian Boswell uh, to Allison's garage. Al Ian needed to pick up his special livery, uh, specialized diverge, and so he came over to grab his bike. And Yuri uh, and Ian joined us for a few minutes, uh, and Yuri talked a lot about uh, the Camelback Chase Vest, which, as it turns out, he helped develop uh, alongside with Camelback. So let's hear what Yuri has to say. Uh, it's always it's always a fun time when Yuri shows up. So let's hear what he had to say. Camelback's it's, based out of Petaluma. Oh, okay. headquarters. So this is this is this is all a conspiracy to win Unbound is really. Yeah. What's yeah. Happening. So <laughs> the, the quick story is that uh, in I discovered DK in 2013 wearing various packs. In 2015, the year I got it, I wanted to go with their lightest weight pack, which at that point was like a super lightweight run vest. Okay. They didn't have this pack. Right. So I, I had a, like three different versions of their run packs. Okay. And afterwards, it kind of like sparked this idea. And I have a good relationship with Camelback. I've been with them for years. And we started talking about pack designs. Yeah. And so that's where like the stowage on the chest really came from. Which is a lifesaver. Which is yeah. a lifesaver because yeah. you can segment your nutrition, know yeah. what like gels one side, something else, solids on the other. Yeah. Phones for Instagram. Phones. <laughs> Mainly phones. Uh, <laughs> and then the fact that it sits high on your back so yeah. you can still access your pockets right. was like key because, Huge. you know, getting between eight stations here, I think we have like a 90 mile gap this year between right. one. And so you want to be able to fill your pockets. Mm -hmm. uh, and then lightweight material, just over the years, they've refined it to be super lightweight. Yeah, yeah. But this isn't my interview. This is yours. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> so, yeah. Also, 2015, Unbound. 
champion. Yes, thanks. Yep. Bonus material. Right here. This is bonus material. This is why they pay us the big bucks. I'm really thirsty, actually. So um, it's been fun. Ali and I actually got to do um, some giveaways. Actually, if you follow me on IG, shameless plug, there's a Camelback giveaway going on right now. For I tagged weeks. myself. I should have tagged you, Dan. Yeah. Go like, in and tag yourself, I, dude. I'm, Maybe I'm, you'll win. I, you yeah. know, we need to end this just so I can go online and do <laughs> a bunch of He wants to things. eBay a saddle I and gotta, now, like, tag I got a lot himself. of work to do after this. Yeah. <laughs> Make a little bit of side scroll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anybody interested in the mirror saddle? Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so, Camelback Chase Vest, kind of a key. Mm -hmm. I love this thing too. I have a red one. Mine's not as cool as yours, but. This is the women's version. So, they actually have a women's specific, which is cool. Like, oh, yeah? It's also shocking. We said vagina, but women also have different chest sizes than men. Uh, Some of us. You're kidding. I've never yeah, noticed. isn't that so yeah. weird? <laughs> so, they have offer a, a women's version too, oh, okay. um, which cool. just changes a little bit of the chest yeah. uh, dimensions, which is really helpful. It's, it's interesting that they make a women's cut because it is a very, I feel like, women-led sport right now, which is interesting because no other uh, facet of cycling has really been led, led like this by the women. And there's so many strong, fast women who are uh, incredible athletes, but also just incredible personalities. Not you. I mean, you're boring. Uh, I'm really boring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but what's it been like sort of, I mean, you're, you're definitely on the forefront of that. I mean, what was it like sort of having that big community of women sort of leading the way here? I think it was just about acceptance, like acceptance. So yeah. we talked about Rebecca Rush earlier. Yeah. And um, she and Yuri are great pals. Yeah. And she'd be come and ride NorCal or whatever. And I was following her. And it's like, she's, it just was such, like, it's so inspirational. Yeah. And when I reached out, I'm like, I think I'm going to do this race. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm kind of interested. And I reached out to Yuri, who yeah. everyone just met, and then Rebecca. And for her to be like, great, come do the race. And, like, you know, this is everything you need. Yeah. And really was enabling me to give me the confidence to show up to something that sure. at the time wasn't a thing yet. And so I think it's about just women supporting women. Mm -hmm. And uh, Christy Moan, who yeah. might be in charge of my little bit of hangover this morning, but, um, I, you know, going to their house and where she's just trying to get more women mm -hmm. to do this sport and yeah. make it where I think that's important that I'm competitive and I like going hard and all that, but it, it's about just like challenging yourself and supporting people to get them to the start line. Yeah. And that's where I think the sport has taken a huge push. So mm -hmm. when we get this traction about the race and all this, I'm always like, eh! Yeah, right. Like, let's just go back to the basics. Like, get to the start line. Mm -hmm. You know, train, prepare, which we'll talk, you know, as we close up, we'll talk about. But, you know, prepare and do everything you can. Like, because mm -hmm. you want to be self-sufficient. You need to be prepared. You need yeah. good equipment, hydration, training, right. you know, fueling. But also just get to the freaking start line. Yeah. <laughs> get to the start line and just go. Yeah. Like, maybe don't go as hard as these people, like, start. But, right. like, just go. Yeah. And I think that's where it's most important. So it's really cool to be on that part of the sport where... Mm -hmm. Um, for me, like, yeah, like, I'm going to go as hard, like, as hard as I can. And yeah. also, like, probably try to pace myself better, like, put away my ego, put away yeah. everything. Right. And just ride my bike. Yeah. yeah. And make friends along the way. And, you know. Yeah. You love to hate them, right? The yeah. guy that's half-wheeling you and all that. But right. it's, like, being that part of the sport where you can just encourage people to sign up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and that's like the first step and the second part is just getting to the, the start line yeah. and start lines in gravel to me are more important than finish lines right like get to right. the start line and the finish line I'll be there till two in the morning on Saturday wow. like just cheering people cheering on people on yeah yeah it, it's just that's the vibe we want in this yeah, sport yeah. like um, I said yesterday winning's boring yeah and in it is like winning is boring. Like it's the story should never be about winning sure. and I've won a lot yeah but it like winning is boring yeah yeah <laughs> 
um, to support other people, cheer yeah. people on, say hello, yeah. like yeah, yeah. have fun. Remember, it is just freaking bikes, yeah. and that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's interesting that that's the the attitude that's been fostered here. Even even though it is a race, even though it is competitive, I still can't get over this race. I know it's, it's it. but it's such a community, right? Yeah. And I mean, think about like Bobby Wintle when he he hugs everybody who crosses the line mm -hmm. in his race, and um, I think that's that's what's really setting gravel apart right now. But on that note, there is one more piece of gear that we need to talk about, and that's the flask. Oh, yes. And very important. Very, you know, very important. This is I, I love this because uh, I started carrying a flask after you uh, told me about yours. And um, for those of you who don't know, Allison, one of her most important pieces of gear is your flask. And you know, whether you drink or not, whether you you know you're into that or not, um, this is an important piece of gear that somebody that everybody should sort of consider in some way or another. Can you explain sort of what the flask is all about? Yeah, and, and to be frank, like most of the time I don't need the flask, right? So it's not like I'm nursing a flask while I'm. <laughs> Writing, but um, no, I think it just was really important for me to remind myself I was having fun. Right. And if I wasn't having fun, change it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm taking myself too seriously out there, right. we talked about the horrible moment where you have this like sidewall tear and yeah. you need a new tire and you're walking for five miles right, or something, right. right? Like, all right, just stop. Like, whatever's up, you know, <laughs> making you uncomfortable, we'll say, I gotta remember how to speak <laughs> articulately. Um, but whatever's making you uncomfortable or like not yeah. having fun, like just change it. Like mm -hmm. you're not having fun, change it. We talked a little bit more about the flask and, and how that affects her on the course. And she mentioned that even just knowing that it's in her pack is enough sometimes. She doesn't even have to bust it out. And she also mentioned that it obviously doesn't have to be alcohol. If you're not into alcohol, you know, just have something in your in your pack to sort of set your mind at ease if you if you sort of find yourself on the side of the trail having a difficult time. A piece of pizza, some gummy bears, whatever your uh, happy place ends up being. Uh, but for those out there who are whiskey aficionados, I did ask Allison what she carries in the flask. She was carrying Bullet Bourbon, and I said, oh, no, 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 we need to change that. Nothing wrong with Bullet, but uh, I, I happen to be a little whiskey fan myself, and so I gave her a bunch of samples, including Russell's Reserve, George Dickel, uh, a couple other nice, nice bottles I had on my shelf, and uh, Allison came away with her favorite, blind tasting it, of course, and uh, her favorite ended up being some Penelope Bourbon uh, barrel strength. So, hey, now she's got an upgrade in her flask, too. I feel like I've done my my part for the universe. <laughs> uh, that's that's our episode for today. If you have questions uh, for about this episode or about any of the episodes we've done so far in the Relord Tech Podcast, please do feel free to reach out to me at Brown Tie Dan. You can also, of course, reach Rulor Magazine at Rulor Magazine. And please do go and follow Allison Tetrick on the social media. AM Tetrick is her handle. And one of the wonderful things that Allison does is she has designed some bandanas that she sells, uh, and those benefit some really great causes uh, that gets uh, young young women uh, on bicycles. And she's just doing wonderful things. She's very civic-minded in that respect, so it's always worth throwing a few dollars at that if you can. Uh, and otherwise, just follow her Instagram because it's entertaining. <laughs> and thanks for listening to us today. And like I said, if you have questions, please do feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram, and I would love to hear from you. So if you have recommendations for topics you'd like me to cover on this podcast, I would love to hear those too. Until next time, I'm going to go enjoy the pastoral scenery here in Kansas and see who wins Unbound Gravel today.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.